welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 89. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have just a single solitary bean on the line of me tonight in the form of one Chewy. How's it going mate? I'm good mate, I'm good. Uh, how are you? Uh, yeah, can't complain except for the uh, just being put back into lockdown again. Yeah, I feel like this is just Groundhog Day, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so a little, that, little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, so we've uh, got just one bean, but yeah. is it a bean sprout? Is that what we were saying? A special guest. We've got a special guest. <laughs> I'll take bean sprout. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we spoiled it on the uh, on the stream this week. Uh, yeah, we have a special guest tonight in the form of Rolling Royce. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah, glad, glad to have you. So, yeah. We're uh, expanding the beans network. We're we're popping up bean sprouts all over the place. It's uh, the uh, the beans world is is going off, which is awesome to see. But you uh, you had a very good performance at a tournament on the weekend, so we thought let's get you on, have a bit of a chat, let everyone know who you are, and get your feedback from the event that you played in. So we're going to get into that tonight, and uh, yeah, we're very glad that you could join us. But before we do get into that. Chewy, can you tell us about our awesome sponsors? Absolutely. The Magic Beans podcast and tournament series is brought to you by the fine folk over at Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction group with nightly auctions, premium auctions on the weekend. Uh, You can jump on, bid on some cards, pick up some bargains, and when you win, tell them that the beans sent you. If I could add in as well, as a a third party, I strongly endorse Josh and Pat's. I've um, bought... (laughs) Hundreds, probably thousands of dollars worth of stuff from over the, over the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, always, always great service and, um, yeah, great, great deals. And yeah, can't speak highly enough of, uh, of Pat over there. Excellent. Very, no, that's, that's, good. that's what we'd love to hear. And you've also, and we'll get into it, uh, a little bit, I'm sure, but you've also been the beneficiary of the sponsorship with some of the events along the way as well. So nice little Indeed. ecosystem we're growing here. It's very good. All works together. That's right. <laughs> That's it. You buy the cards, Pat gives us the cards, you win the cards, and everything's just coming up. Royce, it's great. (laughs) Just don't say that uh, that value too loudly because your partner might not be uh, that excited about that. (laughs) The the fear we all have is one day our partners will sell our magic collection for what we told them we paid for. (laughs) Yeah, that that would not go down too well, especially for, for Chris. Yeah. I've spoken to my wife. I said, like, look, in the event something happens to me, um, I just want you to know, like, there's these folders. Take them to my friend here, um, my, my trusted friend. He knows the values. He'll sort you out and, and get you a couple of a bit of money. Okay, it's all right. Yep. So, and, you, and you'll be set up for life. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine my wife going, "Oh, I broke even and got twenty five dollars for that volcanic island that you paid for it. How good's that?" <laughs> I'll be like, thanks, Jet. <laughs> Someone was nice enough to take it off my hands for what you paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah even though you know you'd used it for ten years, so yeah. oh, they suckers. <laughs> that's, yep, didn't even depreciate. Yeah. Great. No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are way oh. off topic already. <laughs> See, this is what happens, Royce. I told you we yep. fill out this time. No worries at all. It's all right. I'll ride the wave. Yep, yep. All right. So, uh, as, as I mentioned, you played in an event on the weekend, uh, which was something that we spoke about on the previous pod- podcast, which was the ESL Educational Cup, which yep. uh, was kind of like the test run for the uh, ESL ANZ Champs 
uh, season one that's about to be kicking off soon. So you played in that last weekend. That was what last Sunday afternoon. And uh, how'd you go? Yeah, we got the got the W. Uh, yeah. Got up to yeah five zero and, and won the won the tournament. So yeah, well done. I was pretty st- pretty stoked with that. Congrats! Yeah, really good. Yeah, um, how thanks, did you find the uh, How'd you find the event? Was it smooth? Yeah. Uh, all overwhelming overall, I'd probably say yes. Um, so I think like it was their first magic related event, I believe ESL Play has run. As far as I'm aware, they they're pretty in lots of other esports around, and they're getting their hand in in this pie. Um, but yeah, so look, it ran similar to a lot of other events I've played in. So particularly with as we mentioned earlier with lockdowns in Australia, I've been doing a lot more uh, competitive play from home. So stuff like the Star City events. Um, the beads, obviously, um, jumping in on some inside esports stuff over on MTG Melee. Yeah, nice. But yeah, so yeah, I'd say I'm pretty well versed with competitive online play now, and um, yeah, played mostly similar to what I've played in. Uh, played out like others. They've got their own uh, system, like for for the matchmaking and recording matches, those sorts of things, don't they? They do. They do. Yeah. 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 Um, and how was that interface? That, that all work all right. Yeah, same too. Yeah. Um, so there is, like, they have a Discord setup as well. So my, my kind of first advice would be for those um, those playing the upcoming tournaments with the uh, ones coming up is yeah, make sure you're in the Discord. I think it's a compulsory thing to be part of that Discord. And that's the kind of first one where they were announced where there's a new round posted um, and you can kind of get in touch with your opponent quickly and easily through Discord. Often I find, like... Um, yeah, those with those websites where they do, there is some kind of mode of communication with your opponent through the website, but I always find Discord way easier. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's what we're all used to using as well. So if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and, and yeah. we find we found that that works for us. It's yeah, you, you kind of if you want to play in our events, you you have to be in our Discord, otherwise you're just not going to get the communication. I know, I know, like we use the Challenge system for recording yep. all of our tournaments uh, and you can like message people through there and email them and that sort of thing but it seems like 90% of the time the emails just get caught up in the spam so that's yeah, no yeah. good when you're trying to trying to communicate and uh, organize yeah. a match yeah and so particularly on like an event like this where it is running kind of back to back rounds um yeah the the discord pings are kind of the easiest thing to to get to yeah so they did uh, set times for the rounds uh, look, it was a little bit, yeah, I don't think there was. Okay. Yeah, so originally, before they set it up again, the educational cut being where they're kind of, they're learning and, and everyone's learning the system too. Um, they had it set up with just challenge tournament mode in um, MTG Arena. And, um, and I actually put my hand up and said, oh, guys, I reckon we should do tournament match mode because that uh, yeah, sets, yeah. sets a yep. timer in-game. Um, and it also, um, yeah, yeah. There's a few other things, but yeah. So I believe it was, and, and moving forward, we'll just be tournament match mode in Arena. And yeah. I think yeah, that's you really- You kind of have to have that because otherwise, yeah. especially like with the the Book of Exalted Deeds and Faceless <laughs> Haven combos, that sort of stuff that's getting around, you can't have untimed matches because yes. they can yeah. just literally no, go you, forever. You end up so. with 50 people sitting around waiting. But yes, I, yeah. I think it's a really good initiative to run the Educational Cup because it's educational both for- uh, people to get used to their system, but also for them to run what's essentially a new esport for that organization yes. as well. So educational in both senses of the word. Yep. So yeah. I, I think it's a, yeah, that's a, a strong initiative to, you know, run a, run a user acceptance testing, uh, yeah. <laughs> before they, uh, they get into the real thing. Stop, I think stop talking great. about work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every, yeah. Permeates everything. Yeah. Switch mode. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so what, um, what deck did you play? 
on the, on so, the weekend? So, I was on Gruel Agro. Uh, that's those not of like you. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> very uncommon. Yeah, Gruel Agro yeah. historic, Gruel Agro standard. Yes. Yeah, look, um, yeah, it's just a deco. I still, still do enjoy generally playing. Um, don't enjoy playing a lot of the other decks in standard too. So, yeah, so that's where I landed and still performs reasonably well. Um, turns out Throne of Eldraine was a good set. And, yes, um, yes. We, we, we may have mentioned that uh, once or twice in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. So, you, you said you, uh, like, you sort of gave them some feedback during the day. Were they, like, receptive to that feedback? Did they, they were, you know, yeah, take it on really board and that sort of thing? Yeah, good. Good, yeah, good yeah. to hear. A couple of things, if I, if I could, note for uh, those who might be jumping in on the tournaments coming up this weekend. So, yeah, as I said, Discord, all that sort of stuff. Um if you haven't really played these kind of back-to-back round tournaments before as well, a um, couple of things to be wary of. So, the rounds, yeah, I don't, th- I'm not sure whether they will have set kind of 50-minute rounds this this time or not. Yeah, th- like looking looking at the schedule for the one that's on this weekend, they've got yep. a, like a round, you know, round one starts at three o'clock, round two starts yes. at four o'clock, round three. Ah, oh, I do see that, yeah. So, every, yeah, every so hour, and, and I believe yeah. they had that for the, the educational cup as well, but it doesn't yeah. always stick to those strict times. No, so typically the way these kind of, um, yeah, the back-to-back events will run will be once everyone is finished in the round, they'll progress to the next round. Yeah, yep. Um, so that kind of shortens the shortens the whole tournament in that fashion. Um, yep. So as a player in that, I just say, yeah, be aware, keep your, keep your um, alerts on Discord. I, I generally find the easiest way to do it. Um, and then, yeah, that way if um, everything wraps up, you're, you're ready to go for the next round. They will give some leniency um, if you kind of, I think it's if they start early, they give you an extra kind of ten minutes to get in and get set up and stuff. Okay, yeah, if, if you've got if you've got Discord on your phone, it's not hard to no, have the notifications yeah. on, have your phone in your pocket, and if they ping you to say the round started, it's you know you go and jump on your PC or, or you could just play on your phone if you're in a real pickle, right? That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, actually, I spent most of that weekend actually this last tour to play on my phone, trying to juggle <laughs> juggle stuff around the house and <laughs> juggle the kids. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> what, worked out. <laughs> yep, yep. But yes, the other thing is um, make sure you have something ready to um, get a screenshot of your um, either loss or, or um, defeat or loss or victory, I should say, um, at the end of the game. So you need to upload the media. So like a JPEG file of your, your screen on the at the end of the match. Uh, okay, so they want you to take a screenshot of the... Of the of that like victory screen that shows yes. you know, your your name and your opponent's name sort of thing. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So yep. um, okay. so that kind of helps settle any disputes. Um, hopefully that kind of thing won't happen. But um, yeah. So there's actually an option to upload media in the in the match as well. Um, so yeah. So I just use a snipping tool. Just get a, get a quick uh, yeah, snip of the screen. Save that. Upload it into ASL, and uh, and you're good to go. If, okay, if cool. people aren't familiar with the snipping tool, if you're on a Windows device, hit the Windows key and just start typing the word snip. It'll come up with a pair of scissors, open that. It's super easy to use. It's amazing yep. how many people are unfamiliar with taking screenshots and you see people with photos <laughs> from their phone of their yeah. used to snipping tool people. It'll make your life a lot easier. I do love a good just uh, yeah mobile phone photo of a, of so, a phone. Just how, how easy great. that snipping tool is to get to <laughs> takes us back to the conversation we were having before the uh, before we started recording. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. But yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> I was I, I, the, the snipping tool is so difficult to use. I now have a three month old. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks lockdown. <laughs> uh, we we love the baby, but it's going to be a great story to tell in her twenty first. Yep, yep. Uh, any other advice for, for people that are going to play in the next ones? Aside from um, playing Rural Agro or yep. avoiding getting <laughs> yeah. paired against you because you'll crush them? 
Yes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's two things. You're good, I think. Um, but yeah, no, look, I think it's, yeah, that's it. You keep an eye on the rounds. Um, yeah, you don't want to kind of just get a get a game loss or potentially a match loss of if those do start to go ro- roll earlier. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, enjoy it. How many it's players good. did it end up with playing in that event? It was, yeah, I was just looking back at it actually here. So I, I think there was like 70 something registered, yeah, so but I don't I I think I, it, I know that not that many showed up. No, I think it dropped back to like 46 maybe. Yep. Okay, that's that's still not bad for a for a one day thing. And and you so you ended up on top five and zero. Oh. Yeah. Uh, was there another player that ended up on five and zero oh as no, well? No, so it it did. There were two four zero oh matches. Oh, sorry, there was a there were three four zeros oh going into round six. Yeah. Oh, sorry, going into round five. five. But one of them was playing down to three one and the three one one up. So yeah. Ah, okay. So, yep. so I was ended, I was a little bit nervous. Up. Yeah, I was like, I, I got the window. I was like, oh, I don't know if I got first or not. Like, with the breakers <laughs> or the the oh, the system they use is the bush. How do you even say? Yeah, it? the bush. Yeah, bush it's, it's, it's the same. Breaker? It's the same thing that uh, that Chalonge uses. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not the the regular, you know, opponent match win percentage all that sort of stuff yeah. that uh, that like the Wizards event reporting. Uh, users, uh, one thing I did notice, like I, I, obviously I'm in that Discord as well, mm. and uh, I, I sort of kept a vague eye on the on the chat just to see how the event was running during the day, and and there definitely seemed to be a lot of people playing in the event who had never played, <laughs> either never played Magic before or definitely never played Magic tournaments before. Yes, yeah. um, and didn't uh, were were very fresh to it, so be aware of that. Uh, yeah, you, you totally. will get people like that, so you know, be kind to your opponents, that sort of thing. The other thing is the deck lists. They did require oh, yes, deck lists for it. yeah for for that event. They've got a Google yeah. form for that, I believe. Yeah, so there's a Google form to fill out. Um, now there's a couple of ways you can do it. So you fill out this Google form. They ask you a couple of questions, a few things, just to kind of get a bit of a background on you as a player. Um, how long you played casually, competitively for any other background in other TCG formats or other games. They, yeah, so then you also need to upload during the registration process a, um, yeah, a link to your deck list. So the way you can do that, um, yeah, again, I think a lot of people do it differently and this is probably one of those things they've got to iron out, you know, down the line for exactly how they want to get it done consistently. Yeah, so the way I did it personally was I uploaded my deck list to MTG Goldfish. And so, yeah, just export it from Arena, import to Goldfish, um, copy and paste that, um, that that URL from Goldfish into the Google form, and then it's sorted. And then for the tournament, they have that compiled into just a Google Sheet. And so, yeah, that was actually... So, they, they post the Google Sheet of all the players, all their deck lists at the start of the tournament. Um, so, the way I did that is had that open in, in Google Sheets for the tournament when I got paired to a new player... The quickest way I found was if you just go control F on the Google sheet and then type in your opponent and that takes you down to their cell um, in the sheet and you can find find their deck list there quickly. Okay, so effectively yep. open deck lists as well, which is cool. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's great. Or well, makes me want to play that one of Snakeskin Veil in my sideboard just to mess with them. Um, just if i can if i can provide some feedback to so obviously like i saw there was a bunch of people posting on the day like what do i how do do i get a deck list like what Mm. what do you want and and like a ton of people not even knowing what mtg goldfish was which is probably one of the most well-known magic websites so that that goes to show sort of how new some of these people are and 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 that's awesome like great to see some new people but uh, some feedback i definitely want to provide to the esl people if you do listen to this is 
just be careful with that. If you're allowing people to provide a link to their deck list, if I have a, a deck list on MTG Goldfish and you, I've given you a link, I can edit my deck list throughout the day, uh, yeah, right. but the link is still the same. So you have no way of uh, checking that I haven't, you know, modified my deck list. Like I can, I can, I could literally change my deck and, and make it to whatever I wanted. You know, look at my my next opponent's uh, deck and change a few cards around, or change it to a completely different deck. So the way we've always handled deck lists for our uh, tournament stuff is we have people submit it to us, send send us an email, and and sending us a link is fine. But we then take that deck list and then put it onto something so that it, we've got like a, a effectively a fixed copy that cannot be changed and if if a player yeah, playing in one of our events it- wants wants to change something they can then contact us and say you know prior to the event hey i need to ch- update my deck list can you change this and this or here's the updated deck list or whatever and and that's fine but it means when you get to the day it's locked in there's there's no way for them to make that change so just something makes, to be aware of it makes deck mm. submission actually easier as well because you just export it from arena and paste it into whatever that upload is you don't have to yeah. upload it to to goldfish and and yeah. then share the link you can just yeah. kind of adds share a few steps in yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one of my opponents had um had uploaded like the old like the dci sheet with um oh, like wow. all the, <laughs> so like and then po- <laughs> like posted a link of that no it's like it was yeah done through word and then yeah, okay. posted to a url somewhere but i was like <laughs> oh oh this is like an old deck yeah right okay yeah. Oh, now remember we had to do that for nats shorty We've had to do that for Nats and PTQs and stuff before. Yeah, I don't know. It's been yeah. so long yeah. since we had to submit deck list. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so no, at least what's, the last PTQ magic? I went to, we, we had that. Yeah, what's paper magic? Exactly. <laughs> Those things collecting yeah. dust on the shelf behind me, right? Yeah, so, yeah. The appreciating value, using. Chewy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's an, yeah. an investment. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're, I'm assuming you're planning on playing in the, uh, the ASL season that kicks off this weekend. I am indeed. Yeah, I was. Um, yep. touched, I was thinking about it for a bit, but yes, I was. Yes, I'm ready to go. Yep. So, yep. yeah, very good. Do you actually? So, actually, do you guys know? Um, in terms, so like they've got this leading up to the championship thing. Yep. And so you earn points if you make day two. Um, do you know how many points is required to get to the the championship? I, was, I couldn't uh, find that it, info. It will just be the highest points. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. So it's it's just it's just a ladder that is uh, running through the through the season. Gotcha. And yeah, then yeah. the top, I'm pretty sure it's the top eight yes, from the okay. uh, from the ladder uh, yeah. will go through to the um, to the championship at the end of the season. So yeah, yeah like yeah, if exactly. you can, we said it last week on the podcast. If you can win uh, one of these events, you, you're probably pretty guaranteed to be into the uh, the championship with the the amount of points that you're going to get. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, you can also get there with uh, with some consistent finishes. So. Yeah. yeah, that's that's going to be my uh, path to the championship is just consistent mediocrity. And, uh, that's, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say the spike one, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we we mentioned it when we first talked about this. Like the fact that it's a two day event is kind of hard. <laughs> like mm. I, you know, it starts at it's three o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. Six rounds, like that's literally all the afternoon into the evening. As we've said before, like all three of us on the podcast tonight all have kids. We've got other things going on. I mean, for us in Melbourne here, we, yeah, we're, we're not doing anything now this weekend. Uh, but that's a fair bit. And then if you make the top eight to get to day two or whatever it is, you then have to play again. And yeah, awesome, but not really suitable for, for people in our position. So. It's, yeah, it's a challenge, yeah. uh, and it means that probably playing all four is probably a yeah, bit of a no stretch. Yeah, the, the 
the backlog of brownie points probably doesn't go that deep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like they're they're every every two weeks, so yeah, yeah not 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 going to get away with every second yeah. weekend. Six rounds from three in the afternoon. It, go, it takes us all the way through. You know, like feed, bathe, and putting yeah. small yeah. humans to bed. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot to ask to do that four times yeah. in two months. So yeah, yep. <clears throat> you uh you play mon- mono red shorty. Uh, yeah, I probably will. Yep. Yep. Nice. It uh, did well against you, so. It did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that logic. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, Let's we'll not talk about the, the D&D league. league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, uh, sort of t- mentioning the uh, the consistent finishes that you, you've been having, Roy. So, you've been playing in our events for quite a while. Like, d- yeah, about a year, I, I don't I know. Yeah, I don't think you were in, like, the very first couple that nah. we did, but... Uh, where, how did you find us? Was it did I contact you through Mogul or I'm pretty um, sure you played the Mogul event? I did play the Mogul event, um, so I knew a few of the guys through there. I think yep. might have been Pl- uh, Plunks. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, we've been uh, yeah knowing each other for quite a while, and yep. yeah, he kind of said, "Oh, jump in this bear, some good prize." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, all right, <laughs> come and farm these scrubs." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you like just sort of looking at your resume in the Beans event. So you you won the April historic event. Yep. Uh, you came second in the July historic event, losing yep. to. Or didn't you? Didn't you actually beat Aragoth? But the tiebreakers it made you. End yeah, up second? that's right. I think it was. I think it was like that actually. Yeah, yeah something like that. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't see Lister here either. Fourth. I came Sorry? second in the um. What was the other league? Keldheim league. Okay. Yeah, yep. lost to Pejor, is that correct? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Where we had, we had the, an inf- the, infamous the rivalry. rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so, sitting in fourth uh, on the EV ladder, probably going to drop down there. Let's let's be real. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're <laughs> Six, at a seven. high enough points total that you're pretty guaranteed to be making it to the Envy at the end of the year. I, I think you'd be pretty safe. Yeah. There's only so one league and one maybe two one i mean you probably win the next historic event so there you go there's a there's a few extra points let's spike it let's do it (laughs) (laughs) but uh no it's uh you've definitely become someone that adds to the reputation of the group of death for uh for group shorty (laughs) with your performances so hopefully you can keep that up and uh yeah we hope that you continue with playing our events because we uh we love having you yeah, a quick little internal shout out for the beans, but yeah, yeah, you guys do a great job. Um, yeah, really great community. Um, yeah, fun, fun competitive games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for, you don't, you don't have to make that going. quick. You can you can just keep going with that sort of stuff for the next twenty <laughs> well, minutes. I've got a list here. <laughs> All right, uh, we've, we've sacked Stu and Royce is on the cast. Yeah, the yeah. Time out. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks, mate. Uh, we we do, we you know we want to build a bit of a, a community, and you know we want to build a magic environment that we want to be in right so Hmm. um if that's good feedback and you know i think we've attracted like-minded people as well Hmm. so shout out to everybody for making it's not the beans that have built that like you know we we just started the discord and talk about magic once a week it's the community itself that's built that you planted the beans and they've sprouted from there (laughs) that's it that's it i like this guy i like this guy Uh, all right so yeah the uh the esl anz champs 2021 season one kicks off this saturday 3 p.m uh a aest australian eastern standard time uh currently 128 players registered i haven't 
signed up yet. Chewy yeah, hasn't signed up. 129 probably by the end of the cast. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah, call it 130. It would be really nice to get that up, you know, 150 or close to 200. Probably unlikely to get there. And I'm tipping, like, let's say it stayed at 130 players signed up. You probably end up with about 100 people actually show up on the day, which is, is not bad. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully they can grow it. And once it starts to get a bit of a reputation, it'll uh, it'll be even bigger. Or uh, or we can just take over the system and uh, we'll run our events. Set up, ready to go, let's roll. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So next thing we want to talk about is uh, more of the Jumpstart Historic Horizons preview. So spoke about it last week on the podcast, what the set is, when it's coming out, comes out next weekend, and uh, how you're going to go about getting your hands on the cards, which... From Ugh. what I've been hearing, yeah, from Ugh. a lot of people, is uh, the, people aren't happy about uh, how hard it's going to be to acquire these cards, which I kind of agree with, but whatever. Suck it up. <laughs> if you want yeah. the cards, you got you got to pay money. That's how it goes. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. it's it's when they're introducing so many, like, we'll get into it in a sec, but, like, so many meta-defining kind of um, format-defining yes. cards... Um, and then be like, oh, yeah, and you might maybe get one of the packs you choose in this event. Yeah. Like, it's, yep. it's, it's yeah, it doesn't, if, if they introduce even, like, I was just thinking about this today, like, if they ran, like, so there's the events which cost, like, 2,000 gold or 400 gems to get into, but even if you could buy, like, a, a pack of, like, 20 events for some sort of discount, like, yeah, there's just nothing like that. It's just That would be yeah, great, yeah. actually. Like, um, this, we've done that at Remember the Days again of paper tournaments where, you could have a $100 for the weekend. You could play as many side events as you like. Mm, and, yeah, nice. and that was that was great fun. And, like, if you could do that for, like, a, um Arena Open as well, uh, you could, you know, if it costs you, what, 20,000 gems or whatever to, to join, if you paid 40,000 gems, you got three tries or something. But you might get there on the first try, and you, but you've spent your 40,000 gems, or you might get three tries and get get a free roll so there's mm. a bit of risk there but something like that would be great wizards if you're listening <laughs> yeah i was uh, talking to uh, chris polywaffle on the weekend about this and the, the like the price the 2000 gold you pay a thousand like a, a, just a normal regular pack is a thousand gold anyway so you your 2000 gold is like buying two packs which is what you get mm. so you're basically just paying the normal gold price for packs the problem is that it is time limited and that, yes. that's where that's where it becomes an issue, and it's also three hundred and eighty new cards <laughs> to, yes, to yeah. historic. That's that's where the issue is. It is just such a huge amount, as opposed to a regular standard set that's you know two hundred and sixty odd cards that you only really want like forty of them. It's yeah, and and like you said, Royce, it's uh, there is just so many super powerful format defining cards that you're you're going to want. So I've got like. 60,000, uh, 70,000 gold just sitting there doing nothing. So I will probably <laughs> oh, be spending that. Uh, talking to Chris, he's, he reckons he's got like 200,000 gold just sitting what? there because <laughs> he just goodness. never spends it. You guys uh, need but, to draft more. Wow. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah that's what I'm thinking too, Chewie. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, yeah, lo- lots of cool stuff. So let's have a bit of a chat about some of these cards. Uh, I know, Royce, you've been super excited about uh, about all this, so you've got a few cards on your list. Um, we might kick it off with uh, with one of Chewy's because I, th- I quite like the uh, first card on your list, Chewy. <laughs> you want to tell us what that is? Uh, I'm trying to remember what order I put them on. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so <laughs> uh, 
so this is one of the cards that is out of the Modern Horizon set, and it is Seasoned Pyromancer. Uh, so for those unfamiliar, uh, it is uh, one generic, two red for a 2-2 human shaman. Uh, it's at Mythic. When Season Pyro enters the battlefield, discard two cards, then draw two cards. For each non-land card discarded this way, create a 1-1 red elemental creature token. And it has an activated ability of play three and two red, exile this card from your graveyard, and then create some more uh, 1-1s. So there's a deck in Historic that likes discarding cards and, <laughs> and drawing cards and filling up the oh. graveyard. with. What, you know, what card what card that? What deck's that, man? It's a... Uh, it's Luris, isn't it? L- Luris, yeah. Yeah, can you... No, you can't play Luris, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's not... It's uh, Shorty probably has played the deck because it's, like, red and blue and he likes that kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah. I've, bin- I've played, it, played it once or twice. <laughs> yeah, the old bin chickens. So, yeah, I can see this slotting in there, creating some... Uh, you know, it's just uh, one card that can not only fuel your uh, your actual strategy you know like putting bin chickens in the bin and then you know next turn you're really well set up to uh to get them out it it helps find extra spells discards excess lands all the rest of it but it's also a little bit of just an army in the can as well so you know you for three mana you can put three to potentially four power depending on what you uh what you discard uh into the bin and then you've also got that nice little uh mana sink late game where you can create a uh, a couple of extras as well so this card does a lot of work and a lot of different things so i i think it's I think it's really good i don't know whether this means that you know some of the madness cards are a bit more inviting whether you know maybe that mode's been sort of superseded by some of the more recent ones but maybe worth thinking about but yeah i, I really like this card and it's one of those one of those cards that's it's on the cusp good enough for modern where it's it's playable but it's not great but it, some people might disagree with that but you know it's a it's a three mana two two in modern historic might be a, a better spot for it right where it's it's it on the right power level to be a, a a really really good card in the format what do you uh what do you think about it royce yeah no i can totally agree most everything you said there really like it's um lots of utility utility yeah does does a lot does fits in well with that um is it phoenix decks or deck already yeah you, no brand, no brand to play it i think yeah <laughs> i reckon it's, it's gonna see lots, lots of play yeah i reckon of of the cards i've seen i think that's probably what i've heard the most hype about yeah yeah well, uh, like a, a couple of cards that are on my list to to talk about that go along with that uh mm. there's a bunch of uh madness cards as chewy mentioned so you got like fiery temper which is one red red instant deals three damage to any target but it has madness for a single red so you know you dis- discard it to your uh season pyromancer or your faithless looting you can fi- you can madness it same with blazing root waller uh which is a single red for a one one uh that has re- pay red blazing root waller gets plus two plus oh till end of turn activate only once each turn so you can turn in for one red you can turn into a three one but it has a madness cost of zero, so it's the ultimate value of being forced to discard a card and just being able to cast it for free. It feels wild mongrel basking root waller esque, right? 
Yes, so, yes, very, yeah, very yeah. much so. Uh, like there is, uh, and sort of to go with that, we've got uh, Insolent Neonate, which is a single red for a 1-1 one, one with Menace, and it has an activated ability of discard a card, sacrifice Insolent Neonate, draw a card. So uh, another free right. uh, discard outlet. And we okay, actually, good. actually, yeah, yeah, well, uh, like we actually have in Historic uh, Hollow One. So we're oh, yeah. getting yeah, we're getting to the point where like Insolent Neonate and you know some of these other cards were played with Hollow One and the the Hollow One deck for quite a while was really powerful in in modern. So in one we're of the getting to a point where sets, it's going to be quite good. Yeah, one of the anthology sets had the one drop as well. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, it gets bigger, right? The the jackal, yeah, possibly. I think it was in one of the anthologies <laughs> as well because I remember. If you can being, remember what it's called? I could look it up. Yeah, no, I can't remember what it's called. But I, I, yeah. the cycling deck in historic plays it, um, obviously with Hollow One as well. So uh, this could get away from you know just a dedicated one trick pony cycling to yeah a more like Hollow One beat down type uh, type scenario. So this could potentially. Uh, spawn a, a, a new archetype in that uh, by introducing this to historic. So hmm. it it makes an existing archetype better in is it Phoenix? But yeah, the uh, the Hollow One or Cycling decks, which has been you know like solid tier three at best in historic, could uh, definitely get a bump with uh, Season Pirate. I, I really like that. Yep, totally. Yep. All right, Royce, what do you got on your list? Oh, well, uh, a couple of things. So, first one I want to give a shout out to is Hardened Scales. Uh, oh, yeah. So, Hardened Scales, for those who aren't familiar, is a enchantment. It costs one green mana and has the ability of if one or more plus one plus one counters will be put on a creature you control, that many plus one plus one counters are put on it instead. That Sorry, that many plus one plus one. <laughs> There's a lot of plus ones in this. It is, yes. There's um, the words plus one, and then there's also the numbers plus one. Yes, yes. I got, <laughs> I got lots of those somewhere. Exhibit, that, you know, that exhibit meme where he's like, yo, dog, <laughs> yeah. I heard you like plus one counters on your yes. plus one counter, so I'll give you a yeah. plus one counter. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, Counters galore. Counters galore is what we're saying here. Um, so, so, you've played a bit of Hardened Scales over the journey, right? Yeah, so my my first kind of really getting into standard was back with um like Wine Constrictor back in um, Kaladesh Aether Revolt. And so that kind of gave me this love of, oh man, I love chucking plus one, plus one counters on stuff. Where else can I do this? Um, and then kind of got invited to play Modern and then I started off playing just Raw, raw Affinity, uh, which again- Oh, you're, you're getting uh, too excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Affinity's got a lot of love in this set too, which I'm excited to see. Absolutely. Hopefully see more. But yeah, but then I kind of made the shift over to Hard Is Mox Opal too good for historic? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, they they reckon brainstorm wasn't too good, so you never yeah. know. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just enables lots of plus one plus one counter shenanigans. Will it actually make plus one plus one counters viable in historic? Like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's gonna pump it up to like a T one or anything. But there was the green white two two. That had the similar effect yep. from a couple so, of standard sets. Yeah, yeah. so Con- Conclave Mentor. Um, That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So typically, if I see plus one plus one counters available in a standard format, I love giving that a crack. And um, yeah, so yeah, it did that slows in your bill. That was fun. But, yeah, um, we don't yeah. have we don't have Walking Blister. In no, yes, exactly. Like yes. they could have printed Walking Blister because they did the anthology yeah. or the remastered. <laughs> 
set, the Kaladesh one, yeah. and they chose not to print uh, a walking ballista. Well, there's so the uh, not Heliod, surprising. Right? No, yeah, it was we probably got, good. Got call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's yeah. Uh, hangerback? We don't have hangerback walker yet. In um, no, that seems like a historic. Would, that seems, doesn't That's seem a good too powerful. For, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to yeah. see so, that for sure. Yeah, there's, I think there's enough support there with, yeah, may, maybe it ends up being an Abzan deck. Mm. Uh, but as, as you said, there are, there's a bit of, like in Modern Horizons 2, there was a bit of modular theme. So yeah. we haven't got the full uh, preview yet for this set. There's a lot of, I don't think there's that many rares and mythics to come, but there's still a lot of commons and uncommons. So we may start to see some of those common and uncommon modular creatures start to appear. Uncommon, uh, so Mishra's uh, yeah, yeah, Mishra's Warwick. Isn't cranial plating an uncommon? That's a yeah, that's not that's not in historic already. <laughs> it wasn't in one of no, the. Um, no. I was trying to think about that actually. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I'd, I'd settle for scissors. Yeah, um, yep. the what's the insole artifact? Uh, that would yep. be good. And it, you know, I don't think shrapnel blast is too much to ask for. <laughs> the uh, the value player in me wants to sacrifice an Ica Will Spring to shrapnel blast just for that sweet value. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do have. We've seen Thought Monitor already get previewed, which is the uh, yeah, great seven card. mana affinity for artifacts. Mm. Uh, Mold Drifter. Uh, we've got like Esper Sentinel as well. So yeah, there's there's uh, might be they're starting to sort of lay the the groundwork for future releases. You know, they seem yeah. to do this with with a bunch of different things where you get some cards and it's like, oh, maybe we can build this deck, but it's not quite there. We don't quite have enough yet. And then the next set comes out and it's like, oh, hang on, here we go. We've got a bit more and all, you know, it just needs that uh, that critical amount. And then all of a sudden it, uh, it's a powerful deck. So we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, Chewy, what's the next one on your list? Uh, the next one in my list is kind of a, a not a specific card, but uh, a tribe, uh, which is the introduction of- Squirrels. Sli- Slivers into uh, Merfolk. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a few of those. Yeah, it's already Merfolk. So, and they did get a boost as well. But yeah, I, I I know particularly the casual crowd love some love them some slivers, and you know they're a cool uh, cool set. Uh, sorry, cool tribe. And there's a number of them in this set. Like there's the first sliver, and you know there's. You know, blade slide sliver, the the hasty sliver and such. And given that they've just made brawl a uh, a sort of standing part of the arena ecosystem now, um, if it's uh, historic brawl, then you know you can play slivers, and that's pretty cool. I think there's a whole bunch of changelings out of the last set that can help pad that out. And, you know, so not so much for competitive play. I don't think there's enough here. As um, as you just mentioned, you know, they introduce stuff, but it's not quite there. This mm. is a classic example. It's not like the elves that they've introduced where there's already kind of a tier two elf deck in Historic mm. and they're getting some new toys to play with. Uh, this is that first iteration of Slivers into the uh, into the arena uh, platform so but as you say though like is I, I don't i haven't had a lot of experience with slivers to be honest but as i see a lot of it it seems to be there's a big casual love love for um yeah a soft spot for uh for this tribe and people enjoy doing fun things with it but is it ever really that competitive a tribe slivers yeah good in pauper but like back in the day uh in mm. standard it was very very strong it's there's in commander there's like a sliver combo like 
early turn combo deck that's not really a sliver deck. And then right. there's your more traditional sort of beat down. And like, yeah, it's, it's not super competitive, but it's, you know, it's cool to grow your army. So it's yeah, a good, yeah. it's a good play experience. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. What I think is great about it is not thinking about this so much in the historic context, but in the actual jumpstart event mm. to get the sliver packs and, and be able to get those yeah. sweet synergies yeah, uh, sure. is, is pretty cool. So that, that could be fun and exciting as well. You know, if you get, you get a first sliver, um, and it could cascade into cloud shredder sliver and then all of a sudden it's, you know, um, got haste and, you know, you're having all of this fun. So, or double strike off a, uh, bone scythe sliver or, you know, flying off the other one, if that's even in here or not. But yeah, it's, um, it could be a really fun deck type or booster type to choose in the, in the historic event. So I'll, I'm sure I'm going to do it at least once. Mm. So yep. yeah. What about you, Shorty? Have you got any here that you like? I mean, there's a red card that says Phoenix on it, so I kind of yeah. have to talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> so this is Mana Gorgia Phoenix. Uh, it costs red, red for a flying two-two. So I'm yeah, interested. Happy with that's that. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not something you see very often. No, it can't block. Don't care about that. Not not, <laughs> not a problem in my book. Uh, it says whenever you cast a spell, so any spell, if Mana Gorgia Phoenix is in your graveyard, put a flame counter on it uh, for each red in that spell's mana cost. So if you if you had one of these in your graveyard and then you cast another one, the one in your graveyard would get two flame counters on it. If it has five or more flame counters on it, return it to the battlefield and it perpetually gets plus one, plus one. That's a nice card to discard to Season Pyromancer. Yeah, these and they just keep coming back. Like, <laughs> they, they die, they go to your graveyard, and every time they come back, they get bigger and bigger because they're perpetually getting that plus one, plus one. So not... Not quite the same as uh, Arclight Phoenix. Probably a different deck. Yeah, maybe in a in a deck that's discarding cards a bit more. Not not really sure. It probably won't see a ton of play. It also doesn't have haste, uh, which is not ideal. But a two mana two two flying in red, you, you kind of can't really go past that. And then if it comes back even once or twice, or, you know, if you if you return one or two of these from your graveyard throughout the game and they come back as three threes or four fours, then you're kind of winning. So. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens here. What's your thoughts watch, on this, watch this space? Yeah, like yeah, again, I, think, <laughs> I can't can't really disagree with what much of what Shorty said there. Um, I don't. Again, I could be proven wrong. Feel free to play this recording back in a couple of weeks' time, but I don't see it. <laughs> see a, a lot of play, like yeah, or a lot of real tier one play. I don't think like it's it seems a a bit slow. Um, yeah, I I think this is outmoded by. Yeah, the the bin chicken itself. Yeah. but this if this, could if this be... cost one red red and it had and it haste. was a two two with haste, this would be really good. Yes. Yeah, when it comes yeah. back, when it gets reanimated, it comes back yeah. as a three three with haste, and then then you're all good. So yes, yeah, they've been a little bit conservative on it. Yeah, yeah. which is probably pro- fair. Pro- probably going to take the power out of it. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think when I look at this card, my first thoughts are it, it's a cool card and. I hope it finds a home because mm. it's a cool design space. I like the card a lot. It would be great to see this C play somewhere. Mm. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your next one, Royce? Yeah. Uh, next one I want to touch on is a another new Planeswalker. So, lots of new Jumpstart Planeswalkers, which is cool. Um, the one I was going to mention is Freylize, Sky Shroud Partisan. Um, so, Freylize is a legendary Planeswalker. Costs um, one mana and two green mana. Um, what's the easiest way to say that? Is that 
Yep. I'd say yep. one green green. <laughs> one green green. Yes, cool. Yeah, yep. sweet. Um, yeah, so uh, plus one is untap up to one target elf. That elf and a random elf creature card in your hand perpetually get plus one plus one. Uh, neg one, seek an elf card. Um, do you guys know how the seek uh, mechanic works? Yeah, so it'll pull a random elf out of your deck. So Seek right. is looking for a card in your in your library. Yes, uh, okay. but it does it does so without uh, like shuffling your library, and this is why it's the arena own, only mechanic. Right. It will just it like obviously arena knows the order that your deck is in. It just goes, oh yep, I'm going to take this card, pulls it out, goes into yeah. your hand. Everything yeah. stays in exactly the same spot. Gotcha. What's the yeah. biggest elf in historic? The biggest elf. Uh, well, they they grow. Uh, so you've got like that um, the one from Dominaria. Um, it gets bigger as gets counters as you summon elves. But I don't know what the okay. biggest one is. Right the elves always is. get bigger. Yeah. yeah, they always get bigger. But I'm I'm trying to break this card in my mind, right? So <laughs> like, if I go first turn, and I don't want to go Lenore or else I don't want to find that. Uh, say Gilded Goose. Second turn, this guy. <laughs> well, can I get Goose like for a, an elf tribal? <laughs> no, no, no. So this. I'm playing four copies of Freelies and yep. some number of copies of, like, the biggest elf I can, so I'm only pulling yep. out the same thing. So gotcha. If, yeah, right, okay. You do yeah, have changelings as well. Yeah, yeah. So what's the big... Can I pull out, like, a 6-6 six, six on turn two? Uh, potentially. I can't think of one, can't to, think uh, one off the bat. <laughs> we'd have to do a scryfall search for yeah, uh, what's, yeah. in, what's in historic and is an elf or a changeling. I don't want to play this or or a a I, just, I just want the biggest thing I can get on turn two, well, right? Spe- speaking of big things, uh, what's the minus six on this? Yeah, so minus six is conjure a regal force card onto the battlefield. Which okay, is do you know what regal, regal force? force? <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> it is uh, four, four green, green, green. So seven, seven mana cost uh, yep. for five, five. When regal force enters the battlefield, draw a card for each green creature you control. Whoa, okay, that's all right. <laughs> so not bad. Yeah, and look, I think looking at this, I think it's a. a, a Planeswalker, which could fit pretty well into the elves shell that already does exist. Yeah, like you, you have that. Yeah, you have that want to when you got your elves out. So yeah, playing out your um, I forgot the names of it, which is isn't helpful at all. But so you've um, elvish warmaster is that one of them? Or? Is that the green green one? That, yeah, you could just say elvish and the, yeah, the, one, the, one of the yep, elves. Yep, but like the elvish one that grows as um, as you get more elves under the battlefield taps for mana. The one mana. that grows, the ones that tap for mana. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All that yeah. stuff. That's, that's but what I do. <laughs> untapping elves is a great thing to be doing. And so plus yes. money, plus money that uh, and also boosting it. Like, yeah, I think that's doing all the things that elves wants to be doing. So yeah, I see it as a, a good fit there right away. Yeah, and being able to play, play this on turn two, like being a three mana planeswalker that comes in with four loyalty, mm. like this, this is a, this has got Oko like all over it. Three yeah. mana comes in with four loyalty straight away. You plus it to five, you get to untap an elf that you probably just used to tap for mana for this thing. It tap, gets plus gets one, else plus yeah, one. Yeah. Something else in your hand gets plus one, plus one, and then you can probably then cast that one that's in your hand. That's that's pretty good turn two. Yeah, and you've totally. got a planeswalker on five that. Just going to start pulling elf cards out of your deck. And then two turns later, you draw four, five, six cards, maybe. Yeah, off your, off regal, your regal force. force. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is getting me excited to play this deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually um so uh, how long ago it was? Maybe four months or so ago. Um, hit yeah top twelve hundred mythic playing um, just elves in historic hum- and, humble yeah. brags. Humble brags, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So again, this is this has got me excited for elves getting a boost. I think it'll be a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah absolutely, and I, I a little bit like the the sliver 
uh, topic that we talked about before. You know, there's already the elf deck. This makes the elf deck better. Totally. So yeah. I, uh, I I like that. If there's viable uh, tribal decks in a format, then that's a generally a good sign of the format being in a good spot. Look, Muxus was uh, an outlier to, to yeah. that statement because uh, that wasn't really a goblin deck in that traditional sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was a bit too busted. Uh, where I think this, the the randomness and the uh, being elves rather than goblins, I, I think make it. You know, there's not a lot of haste going on and and such. So, can be just as explosive and but probably a little less miserable to play against than uh, than Muxus. But yeah. uh, I like it. I, I think it's great. And I guess, like, one of the, a really important card in Historic for a really long time has been Grafdigger's Cage and, uh, the, the Seek type, um, mechanic, you know. Does it Seek an Elf, does Seek put it into your hand or into play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek's not, Seek, Grafdigger's isn't going to do anything against Seek. No, okay, right. So it doesn't put it into play. Okay. So my, my original, my original thoughts of getting something giant into play on turn two is actually, uh, null and void. Is yeah. It is there much of um a shifting topic a bit here, but seeing a few in the last week that have been spoiled, which we kind of touched on a bit before the podcast. Um, we were seeing like Restoration Angels, Soul Herders. That, is there going to be <laughs> something with Flicker here that's going to be viable in historic? I, yeah. I don't know. Like we we don't have like Kiki Jiki. No, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's with our Restoration Angel. Thank, we obviously we don't, we don't have <laughs> Splinter Blade Twin Splicer. Yeah, I was just yeah, looking at that too. Yeah, yep. yeah. We've got Urian. Yep. Yep, you know, you don't yep. have to play a Yurian deck. You can just play a deck with, you know, four Yurians in it yep. and and get all of those flickers. Uh, there's the, uh, I can't remember the name of the card that we, you can actually like flicker a creature to save it in like a combat trick. There's yeah, the you've got a Ephemerate. Ephemerate's uh, in, uh, in Historic. So, yeah, there, there's plenty of bouncing stuff, flickering things. I'm yep. sure, I think there's another couple. What was that uh, yeah, card, Shorty? To, to to bounce your own. The, the OG um, Ravnica set that was... It was the, white and the one The one and a white. Yeah, and then, then it was the flashbacks. flashbacks for, blue. Oh, what was that called? Anyway, yep, I'll, I'll think one. about that at two in the morning. Um, <laughs> but that was that was a, a great deck because, you you know, you had... Um, momentary Blink. Momentary Blink, yeah. Locks it on Hierarchs and... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mole Drifters uh, came as well, so... You know, all that stuff's mm. pretty sweet. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited by this. The, you know, the, there's people that are upset, I guess, that are invested into uh, Historic that, you know, all of their decks have been completely thrown out the window by the power of introducing Modern Horizons cards into Historic, and I understand that. But as somebody who only really plays Historic, uh, you know, periodically when, you know, usually before one of our events... Uh, I'm not so worried about this. Yes, it will burn me some wild cards, but, um, you know, that is what we've signed up for with Arena. Um, they're in the business of making money and this is their opportunity to do so. I'm excited to play the, the limited event. And if I, you know, snag a couple of, uh, mythics along the way, then that's great. But, mm. uh, I understand people being upset by it, but, uh, I'm, I'm not too sad. Uh, but I do get what they're saying. I had a lot of fun um, drafting Modern Horizons 2 on MTGO um, recently and seeing all these cards together. I was like, oh, man, this would be fun to do drafts with. But like, I'm looking for the the next Arena Cube. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, actually true. That'll, yeah, that'll mix it up a bit. 
with custom draft queues wizards. Yes, Thank you. please. So we can yes, play allow us to together. challenge our friends and yes. all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> all right, I've got a, just a few cards just to quickly mention sort of as we move on. So there's a Bizarre Trade Mage, which is two and a blue for three, four with flying. So three mana, three, four flying, already really good. And it has the, uh, the Bizarre Baghdad text on it. When Bizarre Trade Mage enters the battlefield, draw two cards and then discard three cards. So seems... Decent and definitely, uh, you know, combo potentials, that sort of things, whatever else you use Bizarre Baghdad for in vintage and, and all that. Well, there's got to uh, be a reanimator deck in Historic. Well, right? uh, so that was my next thing. So we, a, a card from MH2 is Late to Dinner, which is really weird art. It's a <laughs> three and a, it's, it's another reanimation, three and, three and a white uh, for a return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield, and you get to create a food as well. So there are heaps of reanimation spells in historic now as we've seen uh, already with uh, some of the decks that were getting played and someone mentioned uh, a bit earlier that merfolk's getting a bit of a bump so we've got the surveillance of sea and sky whoever you say that thing which is a uh, a very powerful merfolk from uh, mh2 with some awesome seb mckinnon art we've got a master of the pearl trident which is a uh, Merfolk Lord that gives you Merfolk plus one plus one. Uh, there's also Archmage's Charm, which is which would slot very nicely into a mono blue Merfolk deck. So yeah, plenty of support there for a uh, you know mono blue Merfolk or maybe a, a blue green Merfolk deck. As and well. as I said, so. with the the elves, if there's viable tribals, then that that's good. Uh, it's worth mentioning as well that uh, Davriel, which is the Black Planeswalker that we spoke about in last week's cast, and Davriel's Withering, which is black for an instant. Uh, target creature perpetually gets minus one, minus two. Whilst that is a great, probably sideboard card for uh, aggro matchups in decks that have swamps, uh, pre-banned in Brawl as well. Yeah, so if, if you've yeah. got X2 commanders, then those those are just gone because of the perpetual negatives. Mm. Yep. So they announced this week that Historic Brawl, which is something we have not spoken about at all on the podcast, but we probably will at some point, has become a permanent queue, or I think they've said it's permanent for a period of time and then they're going to assess and see if the queue is, uh, like, you know, firing sufficiently and and whatever for their numbers. So I'm assuming it'll be fine because it seems like a a very popular format. It's basically Historic Commander Mm. and, uh, yeah, the the pre-bans of those two cards, which makes sense because that would just really suck to have your Commander perpetually never be able to be played. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of defeats the purpose. (laughs) Well, I think there's a mono-white deck with equipment and Isamaru Hound of Conda as the Yeah, yeah. So just completely making that deck unplayable seems (laughs) bad so we did have a request uh might have been on my stream i can't can't remember uh from someone for us to run a historic brawl event Mm. at some point and uh yeah i think we can definitely organize something like that it it wouldn't be part of our tournament series but we could definitely tee up a uh, you know one day event that we can organise and schedule in, and whether we play in it or not is is another question. But we can tee it up, and I'm sure we can find some prizes somewhere uh, sitting in our cupboards to support that. So, if you keep listen, an eye out for that, if you listen really closely, Shorty, you can hear the cogs in Reese's head turning on what gruel card he uses as commander. It's um, it's all gruel all the time. <laughs> Domri, yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. Um, 
I will. I will just say, um, move on his historic horizons in a sec. But um, like yeah, it's it's been cool in the in spoiler season here. I'm um, part of a few different um like tribal groups on Facebook, like elves and merfolk. I think I even joined a Slivers one at one point, even though I've never really played the deck. But um, but there's just a lot of excitement of people like oh like this this has been added to our um to our pool of cards to build with guys. How good is that? Like yeah, so. As much as there's been negative stuff with the the rollout of how it will get to the cards to the players, um, I think it seems like there's a lot of excitement for this set um, with the players out there of, of the uh, potential of, of building new stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly excited about. It. I reckon mm. it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Maybe between the next um, uh, phase of the well, my goodness, Metaplank. Maybe between the next phase of the uh, current league. Maybe Cracker, who is our filthy casual. Might want to uh, <laughs> jump on a uh, a stream and uh, and play play some brawl. So, Cracker, Sounds I know good. you're there listening. You go, Cracker, locked right. in. I think he, I think he did commit to playing some Jumpstart on stream. So, okay, sweet. We'll, uh, we, we might get into that. Um, I just like I was literally just about to go off this topic, and I just saw a card I've never seen before because uh, this is a new new one to uh, Arena. One of the the Arena only cards, Reckless Ringleader. Single red for a 1-1 Goblin Rogue with haste. So 1-1 hasty Goblin. Yep, seems good. When Reckless Ringleader enters the battlefield, choose a creature card in your hand. It perpetually gains haste. That's <laughs> that good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Can I please have that in standard? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's actually true. It doesn't just say Goblin either, does it? Just choose a no, creature yeah, it's card. just yeah, choose right. a creature card in your hand. Oh, yeah, that's man. awesome. Imagine giving yep. Annex haste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, could, you know, you could give it to that Phoenix we're talking about before. Turn oh, one, yeah. you play that dude. You get it into one. as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Turn two, you give you play your Phoenix. It's got haste. You bash. If it dies, it's still got haste because it's perpetual. Comes now back. We're, oh, now man, we're brewing, boys. We're, we're brewing. Yeah. Okay, anyway, we better, we better get off this topic. We're running out of time. All right, so uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about this weekend is the first of the gauntlets. So we've mentioned them a few times on the podcast. None of us really fully understood quite how the MPL and all that sort of stuff worked. But this year, at the end of the the current season, they are running these gauntlets, which are tournaments that are played over a weekend that effectively work out who is going to be in the MPL and Rivals and all that for next year. Now, obviously, we know MPL and Rivals is finishing next year. They're not going to continue, but Wizards did commit to still having it next year so that uh, people still had something to actually play for and they didn't feel like they just wasted a whole year playing, and then all of a sudden, no, it's it's ended. So good on Wizards. Uh, but, yeah, this is the first of the gauntlets. So this weekend is the Challenger gauntlet, and the challengers are basically the people who, uh, like the best players who aren't already in Rivals or MPL. So they're the people who've won, like, the set championships and whatever other big events that have been played throughout the last year. They've qualified for this challenges gauntlet uh, i believe there's 24 players that are playing in it and it's held over over two days standard and historic so split format as we've seen for a lot of these events before it is using the current uh historic the the modern or jumpstart horizons cards won't be legal in that uh, in the event for this weekend they don't come out till next weekend and uh yeah it's it's actually i was saying to the guys before the cast this it's actually a really it's a super important tournament uh the top four from this event uh qualify for worlds so world championships we spoke about this last cast or maybe the one before where uh everyone who plays in worlds gets a 50 grand appearance fee plus their share of 
250 grand in prizes. So qualifying for Worlds, straight up, guaranteed 50 grand. Uh, but also top four get an MPL contract for next year, which who knows what that actually means, but <laughs> that contract is supposed to be worth somewhere around 50 grand as well. So if you top four this event this weekend, you're effectively getting 100 grand plus, like plus whatever prizes you win from Worlds and events that you automatically qualify by being in the MPL next year. So it is huge. It, it is a massive, super important event. It's even bigger than the Magic Beans Invitational, right there. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, well, they don't you know, get a token. They don't get a custom token. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which just got released, actually, uh, from uh, from Pat. He uh, previewed <laughs> it on his uh, yeah. on his stream recently, uh, designed <laughs> by Hemsey. Um, so yeah, top four go to Worlds. The next eight go into the Rivals Gauntlet. So in pretty much a month's time, September the second, we're going to have the Rivals Gauntlets and the MPL Gauntlet. So it'll be similar things, and this will be determining who stays in Rivals, who drops out of Rivals, goes to Challengers who goes up to the MPL, who stays in the MP- MPL, that sort of thing. So, yeah, pre- pretty big event. And I'm actually pretty excited about this from a format perspective because Standard, people have kind of forgotten about Standard a little bit. Everyone's been super excited about Standard 2022 and haven't we haven't seen much of current Standard. And looking at the decks we've seen getting played in our league there's still quite a bit going on yeah some you know, bits we, of innovation we, hasn't there yeah we've got, we've got a new big deck in in the naya winota uh, and and you know that's being explored but there's plenty of other good cards that have actually come out of the dnd set so i think this will be a tournament to watch and uh yeah it might be a tournament that actually dictates the uh the format the standard format for uh, the next whatever it is one and a half months until the <laughs> until the next set comes out and we have rotation. So, mm. yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in it's this this weekend. There'll be coverage as there usually is for all the, the Wizards things. And, uh, yeah, check that out and we'll see. I have no idea who's playing in it. <laughs> no, no one I don't ever. even know who's in the MPL, honestly. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see anything on the, on the yeah, website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, uh, t- typical Wizards fashion that's very hard to find the information. So... But yeah, there, there will be coverage this weekend, and people will be playing Magic in really high level matches. <laughs> yes, so uh, tune in. All right, the last thing we want to look at is just a league update. So Chewy, do you want to uh, give us a quick rundown on how our league's looking? Uh, we need to play some more Magic people. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Royce doesn't. Royce I'm doesn't. Done. Royce yeah. is done. I've got one. I've got one match left. Although I when I, I did try three. to brag about this on the uh, on the Discord, <laughs> was quickly put in my place of no. <laughs> You did not finish first. You're third. <laughs> uh, I can see that uh, yeah, there's no tall poppies allowed to thrive in <laughs> no, this there really isn't. No. So, Group Shorty has done well and got lots and lots of their matches played. Uh, Jedi's Walker is edging Shorty out on tie Yeah, breaks. he's got the, got the tie break against me because he, uh, he beat he me. He beat you, uh, yep. So, yep. Uh, so, so it comes down to the last last match. We're, we've got one match left each, but uh, diff- different opponents. So Yep, so we'll uh, your invite will uh, will drop down shorty regardless of where you finish. So the top yep. of your queue, excluding you, is Jedi's Walker, Child Rebel Walker, getting some matches done, one of our perpetual players. Uh, Players doing well. Uh, some scrub called Rolling Royce, and then uh, up at six. Hanging there by thread. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And up, with, up at six at uh, at five and one. Still a few matches to play, but uh, pretty solid record as well. Uh, down into Group Chewy, 
Uh, I lost to Skips J yesterday, and he took top spot from me, sitting at six and one. Oh, I'm at six you, and got, three. you got winoted, I, uh, I, I believe, I got from the solidly the winoted. Um, <laughs> and then I had the mulligan to five and didn't draw a non-land card uh, in game three, so I just got summarily <laughs> dismissed. Yep, uh, Aluka, which is uh, Pat's better half, is sitting in third place or pseudo second with me. Uh, passing down and have, have they played uh, in a tournament before? No, 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 no this is uh, this is their first. Doing, doing so, well, come so, in, yep. clean it up. Yep, absolutely. And then Stephen Bradbury, aka J Mud, <laughs> uh, sitting in fourth. <laughs> and uh, in groups to uh, it's oh no, group cracker. Sorry, uh, we've got uh, M Harris on eight and five. AV Cable again. Uh, always doing well at six and one, along with Lab Monkey and our illustrious sponsor in fourth, uh, with, uh, with Pat. And down into group Stu. Uh, it's good to see Stu has actually moved off the bottom of the, the ladder. Actually got a win. <laughs> just, just <laughs> one win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Squid plays. Uh, so we had a couple of people, uh, not be able to play out their matches in groups too. So we've had to write off a few matches there, but squid plays with 10, one and the two matches written off, uh, locking up first spot there. That's an incredible run with, uh, Pedro always up the top of the standing, the professor who's uh, doing really, really well. And the last unknown, one of our newbies, uh, is coming in with a four and two edging out Yanli, the winner of our last league at uh, four and three. So, uh, there's a few familiar names, and then there's a few uh, new names at the top. Like, we're not used to saying Chewy at second spot. Um, so, it's a uh, – yeah, it's, it's right uh, up there in, you know, up for grabs. And there's a, about a week to go, and, yeah, there's still a bunch of mattress to play. So, uh, we're in lockdown. There is uh, – there's no excuse. So, get get those matches tuned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, get them over, done over the weekend. Yeah, this whilst- this is the last weekend to play, so the the cutoff is next Friday night. So we're recording this on Thursday, the fifth of August, and the cutoff is Friday, the thirteenth. So yep. yeah, this is your last weekend to get in and play. So yeah, definitely need people pushing this weekend to get those matches done. And and a, just a reminder that we are playing for. Uh, about $500 in cash and prizes in this league. So yep. there's a lot of incentive to play. And we've got our weekly prizes of $5 Josh and Pat's vouchers for each group, one for each group, and a collector booster, uh, which is from the, is that D&D set? It is, isn't it? Yep. Yep, D&D collector booster given away each week. And each match that you play in that week is an entry into that draw. So the more matches you play, more chances to win. So make sure you get on it. And uh, it's just great value. Speaking of uh, giving stuff away, we are still running our Twitter giveaway for a full Modern Horizons 2 draft booster box. We've just seen all these uh, Modern Horizons 2 cards that are coming into uh, Jumpstart Historic Horizons, so definitely get in on that. Just look us up on Twitter. Such a good set. Yeah, just just search for Magic Beans Cast. You'll find us on Twitter. The pinned tweet on there has the instructions for what to do. Get in on that because that's uh, that's an awesome prize. I think they're like three hundred fifty bucks for a box of a box of that, and the EV is really high. And there's a ton of ton of good cards, and it's a really good good set to draft. So, 
yeah, go and uh, look that up. That'll be closing, I think we said the 16th of August, so that's about a week and a half away. So get I've in made on that. 60 different Twitter profiles, and they're all <laughs> very much in the running. <laughs> Rolling Royce 1, Rolling Royce 2. <laughs> These seem unique. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's going to do us for tonight. Before we get into the wrap-up, Rolling Royce, massive thank you for joining us tonight. It's mm, been a, a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thank you. And... Uh, yeah, as, as we said uh, earlier on, your performances in our events uh, has certainly earned your reputation, so hopefully you can keep that up. But, yeah, we appreciate you coming on tonight. Is there anything you want to shout out? I think I think you stream on occasion. Yeah, every now and again. Um, yeah, so um, I do – I am actually I mainly stream actually over in the uh, – at the Magic Beans Discord, actually, so just uh, streaming into their group there, so – Yep. If you want to see some high quality magic coming over to Magic Beans Discord. <laughs> if you want to see someone play Gruel. <laughs> That's right. See me beat, beat a face. That's what I do. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, and, playing yeah. as well with the, um, the guys as well uh, with Team Exodus Panda with uh, Mason Edis. Um, yep. So yeah, that's a good good group of guys there. We've been uh, doing some play testing and getting into these few of these more competitive tournaments. So yeah. Yeah. Got, got a few good guys on that team. Let's yeah. So I think. The professor and uh, who's the other one? Is Plunksy on there as well? Uh, I don't know if Plunksy's joined yet. Uh, Squid. I'm pretty yeah. sure Squid plays is, yes. is on there. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a few a few players who do very well in our uh, Beans events, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you fit fit right in there. So yeah, definitely come and check out uh, Royce playing in our Discord because yeah, certainly knows how to pilot a Gruel deck. Absolutely. Uh, and any, anything else you want to shout out? Ah, no. I think it's about it for me. All good, all good. Thanks thanks again for inviting me. It's been good, guys. No, I loved having you, mate. Absolutely uh, slotted right in and, you know, Cracker and Stu, you better put in some good performances (laughs) over the next weeks because, uh, yeah, the the bean sprouts are definitely growing. So, it's... uh, Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for, for coming in and thanks for, you know, being part of the, the Beans community over the, the, uh, the last year or however long it's been. Mm. Uh, it's been good to get to know you through that. Totally. Thanks, guys. All right. So, usual wrap up. Yeah, if you want to get in on our uh, events that we run, the, uh, the tournament series or anything like that, best place to do that is in our Discord. The link is always in the show notes. There's also a link in there for our merch store where you can pick up some sweet Magic Beans gear, hoodies, T-shirts, all that sort of stuff. Go and check that out. And that just uh, helps us out a little bit so that we can run more events with bigger and better prizes. Go and check out our sponsors who do the bulk of uh, supporting us for our uh, prizes and things that we we do for our events, being Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So just uh, type jpmtgbazaar.com.au and that'll take you straight to the Facebook group so you can get in on their daily auctions. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all of those places. Just search for Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast and you will find us there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at peaceinc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Royce. Uh, at Rolling Royce, I believe. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use Twitter much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll find him. Just uh, There's not too many Rolling Royces out there. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. You'll find one of them. <laughs> <laughs> just follow them all. All right, so that's going to do us for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time.